0: i always tell my people that that i want you to know what our p&l looks like i want you to know what our grc looks like it makes you better associates makes you more valuable to me makes you more valuable to the hotel makes you more valuable to our client i want to give information everybody it helps them grow and again makes them a stronger person and quite frankly it makes my job easier if you know where the numbers are coming from and know where everything is being brought in makes my job easier because you get it you understand where it's coming from and why we're doing some of the things we're doing
1: you're listening to the hospitality leaders each week on the show, we bring you conversations with leaders in the hospitality, event, and food service industries. Our conversations help you understand the state of the industry, the challenges we all face today, and what the future holds. Subscribe and be sure to check out our website for more resources at hospitalityleaderspodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Upshift. Our on-demand staffing platform allows businesses to hire high-quality hourly workers with peace of mind. Find out more at upshift.work. All right, I'm here today with Jeff Keeley. He's the general manager of the Intercontinental Kansas City at the Plaza. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, sir. How about you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. I'm excited to get a chance to talk to you. It's funny because, uh, you know, how you and I got connected, I saw an awesome post from you on LinkedIn. I said, man, I got to get that guy on my show. And uh, I was very happy we were able to make this happen. So very excited we are able to do this.
0: Yeah. Was, uh, thank you. For, I mean, it was uh, was it just uh, something I felt for the day and, and uh, Posted it and yeah, it it got a lot of views. So I was surprised myself and I appreciate you reaching out and I'm looking forward to our conversation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Jeff, why don't we start by having you tell me a a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got to where you are as general manager and then uh, and then maybe a little bit about your property.
0: I started off my career in New York City. I was a front desk clerk at a, at a small boutique hotel called Stanhope on 81st and 5th. I left school, didn't know what I wanted to do and uh, moved to New York because my brother needed a roommate and uh, I kind of fell into it. So I had a great boss named Matthias Sandner, kind of took me under his wing and I was willing to learn and he was willing to show and it just worked really well from there and just kind of been growing from front desk to, you know, front office manager and GM at a limited service and on and on and on. So it's just been a lot of uh, good progression through the years and Again, just willing to learn and willing to uh, listen and pay attention and learn from some good bosses and bad bosses, and this is where I am today. So it's been a great ride. It's taken me to all over the country, and it's been a lot of fun. So
1: awesome. Now it's funny because every uh, every hotelier always has like a favorite uh, discipline or a favorite department. What was your uh, What was your favorite discipline uh, as you were coming up in your career?
0: I mean, I was front office. I mean, that's got to be it. I mean, that's I think it's kind of the brains, you know. Everybody says, you know, it's the brains of the area. You know, you get to see what's going on in every different area. I think that's a great place to start. You see everything, you hear everything, you kind of are, are the heartbeat of the hotel. So I think it's the front office is kind of the, kind of my, my forte. And I still think it's probably one of the most important, if not the most important part of the hotel. So put some foodies will push back on that. But, you know, but whatever, you foodies, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I was a glutton for punishment. Uh, housekeeping was always my favorite, yeah. so I uh, I spent a lot of time in the back of the house. Well, I mean those the, those men and ladies that work in housekeeping are amazing. I, I mean, I you know, go and help them some days, and I don't know how they do it. They're the hardest workers in the hotel by far, and you know they get a housekeeping week, and everybody says, "Why do they get a housekeeping week? Where's the engineering week? Where's the front desk week?" I'm like, "Well, you work at you work a week in housekeeping and see That's what right. happens. You they deserve housekeeping week." So. <laughs> Those people are amazing. I don't, like I said, I, I help them and I'm sore for a week. I don't know how they do 16, 18, 15 rooms a day. It just amazes me every day, you know, what they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about your property. So Intercontinental? Yeah, it's Intercontinental, Kansas City. It's right on the plaza. So a little bit south of downtown. 371 rooms, about 30,000 square feet of meeting space. This is the 50th year it's been open this year, actually. It started off as the Alameda Plaza. It went to a, uh, a Fairmont and then a Ritz-Carlton and then an Intercontinental. And uh, one of the things that struck me the most is that this is truly an iconic hotel in Kansas City. It's an heirloom. People have great memories here. They remember coming here when they were kids and they came with their kids and now they bring their grandkids here. You walk through the lobby and you get stopped by people. And it's it's just amazing how much it means to them and how much it's been part of their lives because they've been here for literally all 50 years, and through every iteration of, of whatever brand it was, it's it's truly iconic. It's it's a blessing and a curse because the blessing is we get we get built in business because they want to stay here. The curse is with the pandemic; they remember how it used to be, and we're not back there yet. Obviously, we're struggling to get back there. We're we're striving to get back there, but we're not totally back there yet. So, kind of the memories we haven't got back to those perfect memories they had. We're making slowly baby steps there, but it's just a great hotel in the Kansas City market. Now, you
1: mentioned the pandemic, so. If you had to compare yourself today to 2019 from a business volume perspective, what does that look like for you?
0: We're still probably only about a third of the business and and, and staffing. I mean, it's it's been tough um, both trying to get people to come back. And you think we're you know there's been several. Oh, we're coming out of it. We're coming out of it. And then, you know, there's another setback. So it's been it's been frustrating. I mean, I remember March 6th is when they canceled South by Southwest in Austin and it just went downhill from there. So. We thought it was going to be, you know, a few weeks, a few months, and it's gone on now. It's what third year. It's just devastated our industry, And and a lot of people have left that haven't come back. A lot of good people, and we're trying to replace them. And this Zoom and this, you know, Microsoft Meets has changed a lot of the way people meet. And and I don't know if it's ever going to get back to 2019, 2018 levels. I think we're going to have to find different avenues and, and different ways of making up that lost revenue. So I don't think it's ever going to be what it was. But you know, we're very resilient. We're very resourceful. We'll find other ways to get back to generate that revenue. And, you know, wow, our guests, it's going to be a little bit different, but the industry will recover.
1: I agree. So we've actually seen some markets that are returning to 2019 levels. Overall, in general, how's Kansas City looking? Is it making a comeback? Is it
0: still slow to recover? Yeah, if you look at our year over year numbers, we're, you know, we're triple what we did in 21. So it's not nearly to those 19 levels, but it's it's definitely on an uphill climb. So, you know, it's never soon enough for owners. It'll come back slowly, but surely. It seems like the business travel still is is lagging a little bit. And you know, we're a group house, uh, that was our bread and butter when we had group, we did well. When we didn't, we struggled a little bit, and we're slowly getting some of those groups back. You know, they used to be 250, 300 people, now maybe they're 50 and 75, but at least they're returning. So that's a good sign. We're starting to get some of that back. I think the bigger stuff will come back. I still, the in-person meetings need to happen and and they'll come back more. You know, this Zoom is great and and Microsoft Meets is great and all that, but there's nothing like face-to-face. So we just got to get there and and slowly we'll recover.
1: I agree. When I kind of launched this off here, I said that I saw a LinkedIn post that caught my attention, right? And so that post talked largely about, you know, looking at hospitality as not just a job, but as a career. And one of the things that I loved about it is, you know, you listed all the places you could start and all the places you could yeah. go. That's a huge gap. If you wouldn't mind kind of recounting some of that, telling the story of our, of our industry and and where you can start and where you can go in
0: your world. Everything in our industry. I mean, you, you have sales, you have accounting, you have human resources, you have operations, there's maintenance, there's food and beverage, there's security, there's everything in our industry. I don't think people realize that, that it's just not a housekeeping and front desk there are so many different avenues to go to and whatever your specialty whatever your passion is there's a vehicle for you here if you're passionate about accounting we need no night auditors and accounting people accounts payable accounts receivable controllers you know engineers if you're a tinkerer and, and hands-on guy you know there's hvac there's plumbing there's electric there's carpentry there's painting there's everything so this industry is more than just Rooms and, and rooms-focused thing. There's not just front desk and housekeeping. It's open for everything. And you know, I started off at the front desk. I had a great boss. Kind of took me under his wing, and and now I'm a general manager. Who would, would have thunk that? You know, back back in the day, that this crazy kid would have come to be a general manager at a you know iconic hotel in Kansas City. It's crazy. And we as hoteliers need to make sure we are selling that. I think sometimes we look at just a quick fill rather than building people and letting them know what the career paths are. I think we need to continue to do a better job of that. I think there's opportunities there so that we can attract people that may not think of it as a career. I think people just, um, no, I don't want to be uh, a front desk clerk. I don't want to be a housekeeper, but we could sell that. That's just the jumping off point. You know, the sky's the limit on everything else. Whatever your passion is, we, we can make it happen. We can get you there. Rewarding career in the, in the long run
1: so what do you do to communicate that narrative it's a lot of people are talking about changing the story in hospitality right how do you communicate that narrative to get people hooked
0: linkedin post i put it on there people to see i mean i think that view got forty-five thousand views or something like that so i think we need to put it out there so people can see it i think people need to understand what the hospitality career has to offer i think we need to look internally before we look externally for people for promotions we need to pay attention to our associates and see where their strengths are and guide them into those roles that we feel that they'll be successful. in. Some people might not even see it themselves, but we can see it for them and kind of show them how their strengths will build into that and help us in the long run. It'll help our retention because we show that we have faith in them, we show that we we understand what they want to go, where they want to go and, and, and are guiding them. And I, I think it'll make us stronger in the long run if we can build from the inside rather than the outside. Obviously, and then we have to replace those positions that we've filled so we'll just bring new blood in and i think it's just a never ending process i think mean, there's lots of opportunities either within your own hotel or with or externally I, there's lots of opportunities for people and we need to make sure that people are aware of those opportunities First of all, and second of all, that we are promoting them and pushing them and opening their eyes to those opportunities as well once once they're in in with us. We need to start the interview process and let them know. One of my questions, and it's always, you know, they always get a chuckle, but even if it's an older, you know, an, an older gentleman my age, I just say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I think it's never too late to change and come into the hospitality industry when you're 30 or 40. Um, it's, it's never too late to change. You might start off as a front desk clerk, but that's not your end goal. Your end goal is to be an accountant or a human resources and, or a salesperson. And, and those opportunities are there. We need to do a better job getting the word out there of what's available. But also once we have those people in house is, is guiding them in those directions and listening to them and watching them and making sure that we're setting them up for success. I think that's absolutely
1: key to set them up for success. And, and you know, it's funny because in a lot of the markets I talk to now, a lot of people are talking about, you know, we're we're figuring out how to fill some of the entry positions, right, the, the the ground level, but then this rebound action is happening where now that next tier, right, that middle tier that was very robust pre-pandemic yep. it is very thin right now because a lot of, we lost a lot of people in that middle there. You know what are you doing to develop or communicate the need for development to those people you're bringing in to be able to fill those ranks again?
0: When you bring them back again, I think it's just part of the interview process. Let them know what's available. Don't hire for the position, hire for the next position, hire people that have maybe that great personality that could be a seller or wants to be an HR person. You got to find out what their passion is and and yeah, hire them for a front desk clerk, but after six months, a year, then move them into the next position. We miss the boat there. Sometimes we need to be better at hiring for, for the next position it makes us stronger i always tell my people that that I, I want you to know what our pl looks like i want you to know what our grc looks like it makes you better associates makes you more valuable to me makes you more valuable to the hotel makes you more valuable to our clients is as you know what's going on i want to give information to everybody it helps them grow and again makes them a stronger person and quite frankly it makes my job easier if you know where the numbers are coming from and know where everything is being brought in makes my job easier because you get it. You understand where it's coming from and why we are doing some of the things we're doing? I absolutely agree. One of the things caught my attention, you said there. So, you know,
1: six months, 12 months, you know, get ready to move them up and and get ready to move on. I know when I was coming up, it was, you know, 18 months and there was like a hard cap on, on when you could move, how many months, how many, you know, how long. Do you see that trend heading more towards what you're talking about, where when people are ready, you're moving them? Um, yeah. Or are we still sticking to those antiquated kind of barriers on when people can grow?
0: We've had to change it here because, you know, we, we're starting to hire people back. And like you mentioned, a lot of our, a lot of the people, we lost that mid-level, you know, they got spooked because they got laid off and it's not a recession-proof industry and they want to find something or they work from home or they found a job that better suits their lifestyle, which is, which is great for them, but we still need to move on. So if you have a position in, inside, I think that's kind of old thinking is that. You got to be 18 months. You got to be a year. Well, <laughs> hey, if, if you're great, I'm going to move you on. I want you to be successful. I need you to be successful. We need to fill those positions. And why not fill them with somebody who's a front desk clerk and knows our clients, knows our hotel? Why bring someone from the outside that you have to retrain on all that stuff? Again, we need to change some of our thought processes. I think we need to change some of our policies and procedures to get to uh, you know where we need to get to. We got to change our tactics. We talked about you know we have to change tactics for getting groups in and all that stuff. But we also got to change tactics to get people here and and, and to service those people that are coming in. It, it's not business as usual anymore. We got to, it's business unusual, and we got to figure out the unusual ways to make it work.
1: I think that's a great point. And. You know, it's funny because when, you know, I was running hotels, I was very much competing against the other hotels in the market for labor. Right. And one of the things that I think the pandemic kind of pointed out to us is that that same pool of people, those people all are, you know, working in stadiums, working in museums, working in country clubs, working in. Grocery store, like we're all pulling from the same group of people. And I don't think any of us realized how big, I mean, fulfillment centers, right? Amazons of the world, right? I don't think any of us realized that everybody was pulling from the exact same pool of labor be able to grow. So so what are you doing? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? What are you doing to kind of differentiate yourself in in just now this hospitality space that we're in?
0: You're 100% right. We, we compete way outside of hotels now. It's, you know, people are, you know, you drive by a McDonald's and they're showing, you know, $15 an hour or whatever, you know, any, any fast food place, every, everybody's dying for labor. So we're competing against everybody now rather than just hotels. And I agree, probably, you know, five years ago, it was, you know, you're competing against, you know, the Marriott down the street or the, or the Hilton down the street. Now you're competing against the McDonald's and the senior living centers and, and all that stuff, because it's a lot of the same qualities, a lot of the same skill set. So you got to somehow differentiate yourself by we have careers further than this. You may be at a senior living center. You're not going to be able to do that. But in a hotel, there's so many different branches you could go into. So. I think we need to differentiate ourselves as an industry, show what we can offer and how quickly you can get there. A lot of general managers, directors of sales, director of operations have huge success stories. They started off as a dishwasher or a line cook or a front desk clerk or a housekeeper. I think we need to share those more so that people see a career that you can take off in. And it's not just a dead end job. It's actually a career that you can exceed and and grow and and be where you want to be. And I love that because- There are so many stories,
1: you know, I started, uh, you know, myself frying chips at a, at a Mexican restaurant, uh, you know, and, you know, started working your, working your way up. And what's funny is the narrative that people are layering on top of that growth is that you have to sacrifice everything in your personal life, right? You know, it's 60, 70, 80 hours a week, every week until you get to the top where it's a little bit of breathing room. What are you doing to change that narrative? And, and, and what are you seeing that works?
0: I do not subscribe to that theory at all. I love my personal life. I have a great wife and a great daughter. And it just frustrates me that people think they need to work 80 hours a week. Um, it's just crazy. I never, ever tell my managers how many hours they need to work in a week. I tell them you need to be here when you need to be here. This week, it might be 60 hours, but next week, it could be 40 hours. If you can do your job in 40 hours and get the hell out of here, get, get the hell out of here. That's what I tell them. I, I truly, truly think that your personal life recharges your batteries, and makes you a better associate. I want you to be home. I want you, this is not your, this is not your life. If one day you're not here and and things go crazy, we might have a conversation, but I don't want this to be your life. I think you need to be outside the industry or outside your job. And and like I said, spend time with your family, recharge your batteries. It truly makes you a better associate. I think you need to have that. So I tell that to all my managers when I come in, I say, I'm never going to tell you how many hours you need to work in, in a day, in a week you need to be here when you need to be here. Sometimes that's a Saturday. Sometimes that's a Sunday. I l- walk around the hotel every week saying, you know, what two days are you have an off today? What two days are you have an off today? I want them to be home with their families and, and and have a work-life balance. And I think that's part of our industry too, The people think that you have to work 80 hours a week and 70 hours a week to, to make it successful. And, and I think that's the old school thought. I don't think that's, and I think that that put a little stain on their industry sometimes is that people didn't want to do it. They, you know, in order to move up, they had to do that. And we need to change that narrative as well. Like we have an opportunity to find work-life balance for people. And we need to do that because I we're not going to attract the people that we need to attract if if it's a 70 and 80-hour work week. That's not fair to their families, it's not fair to them. And and I think we need to change that narrative altogether and show that you can have a life and be in the hospitality industry. Yes, it's 24-7. Yes, it's 365 days a week, but you need to have your time home and, and you, you need to manage your staff and, and manage your people. And I think that's a sign of a good manager is how the hotel functions or how your department functions when you're not here, rather than if you're there with your thumb on it all the time. I, I, it's, it's just, uh, it drives me crazy when people expect that 70 hour, 80 hour work week and, and, and hold people accountable to that and it burns people out. And that's some of the reasons people leave the industry. I think there's why that some people think that They can't succeed in this industry because they don't want to put in those crazy hours and it's just not worth it in the long run. So I think we need to change that narrative too. And, you know, if we recap kind of some of the the pivot
1: points that you're outlining here, right, it's, we do have a great story to tell. You can start at the bottom and work your way up fairly quickly in this industry. You can, in almost the blink of an eye, go from, you know, being an hourly worker to making a strong salary to being six-figure leader in a very short period of time. Growth isn't dependent on a handbook version of 18 months or two years minimum to grow that, you know, we have to change that. We have to be flexible based on, you know, people's abilities, talents, obviously the availability out there. And then we're changing the narrative in the fact that there won't be leaders out there who
0: are watching your car to make sure it's still there when theirs is there. Because I think we've all worked for that person before. COVID broke our industry. So we have an opportunity to put it back together any way we want to. And it's up to us to put it back where people wanna come and work in the t- industry. I truly think we have an, a huge opportunity now where we're coming back business wise, we're, we're getting staff back. I think we need to do it the right way and, and change some of the, the thought processes and change some of the hiring processes and change some of the expectations and make it a better, funner, easier place to hire, to work, to retain associates. I think this is an opportunity to do that. And we need to take that opportunity and run with it. You know, we had a stigma for a long time as a tough industry for a person with a family and a tough industry because of pay rates and a tough industry because of the labor you had to do. And we can change that right now. It's like I said, COVID has, if anything, has given us an opportunity to change that narrative and to make it different a different narrative when people think about the hospitality industry. We have a great chance to do that right now.
1: I love it. And this is exactly what people need to hear. So thank you very much for that. So we're talking about changing the industry, right? And, and I always like to end on this kind of note, which is, you know, what kind of advice would you give a new leader coming into this industry? Right. I mean, it's like you said, it's, it got broken. What kind of advice are you giving people as they're coming in right now?
0: You know, listen to people. You're not, you don't have to be right all the time. I've been in this industry for 25 years. I've been a general manager for 25 years. I've been in the industry longer then, so I guess I got to do math right. So I've been in the industry for 29 years. I've been at G- GM for 25, and and I still learn stuff every day. I learn stuff from from housekeepers. I learn stuff from laundry attendants. I learn stuff from engineers. I learn stuff from front desk. You know, listen to your team. You don't have to know anything. Let them shine. Again, I think that helps with retention because listen to them and and let them show you a new way of doing things. There's new ways all the time, easier, faster, better. We got to use the tools, meaning our associates and the internet and everything to make it better. This is the way we've always done it. So we're going to do it this way, but there's always new ways of doing things. So listen to your team. They see that you're listening to them. They understand that you Need them and, and want them, and again, it'll make your job easier. Let let them shine, let them run with it, and, and it makes your job easier in the long run. Even our guests listening to them and, and, and making those changes, and you don't have to be right at all the time. It's okay to say, Wow, that's a great idea, and why didn't I think of that, or why didn't you share that earlier, or whatever. But I think we need to make sure that we're giving them the opportunity to share and then retry their ideas. And if, if they work great, if they don't, then we go back to how we did it. But let's listen to them and make sure that we're giving them the opportunity to shine.
1: That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. And, you know, I think the shift, it's here, it's going to happen. GMs like you are leading the way and, and you know, just the the mindset of listen to feedback, take it all in, Grow with every interaction. That's absolutely outstanding. I love it.
0: I think we need it as an industry. Again, we're broken. We can put it back together any way we want to. And I think we need to find new ways to put it back together to make sure that we do it right and do it better and do it faster. I mean, the old ways were great, but I think there's new things we can do and new people we can look at that we haven't looked at before maybe that, that can make it better, easier, faster for everybody. Love it. Love it. All right, Jeff. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. So where can people find you if they want to, get, if they want to reach out to you? Oh my gosh. Uh, so my home number, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm a, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the Intercontinental Kansas City. My email address is jkeely at kansascityic.com. I would love to talk to you. I'm on LinkedIn. I do have a Facebook page. I tell you the truth. I never check it. My wife checks hers, but I would love to talk to anybody, email with anybody, but, but find me on LinkedIn. It's K-E-E-L-E-Y. Jeff, uh, just look for the bald guy. Um, it's and again, I would I would love to talk to you and learn from you. And if you need help, I would love to assist you as well. So I'm open to talk and chat and email anytime about anything. If you're a Cowboys fan out there, I'd love to talk to you. I'm a big sports fan. Doesn't have to be about hotels, but I'm open for anything.
1: I love it. I love it, Jeff. Well, I'll uh, I'll make sure I hit you up in football season. Uh you know, I'm a Browns fan and we have our ups and downs. And so, uh, I know you can, I know you can empathize well, with that on the, on the, on the cowboy front up in as Cleveland well. I
0: in the eighties. So I remember the cardiac kids and then Bernie Kozar and all that. So, I mean, if I had to pick an AFC team, it'd probably be the, it'd probably be the, uh, Browns. Don't tell my wife that cause she's from Buffalo. So she's a bills fan. So thank you very much. It was great talking to you today. I appreciate you reaching out. This was, this was great. And, uh, Everybody out there, if you'd like the chat, I'd love to talk to you. And, and and let's make sure that we let people know what a great industry this is. Love it. Thanks a lot, Jeff. And I uh, look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Sounds great, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for
1: listening. And we hope you found this episode insightful. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review. You can find more information and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode at hospitalityleaderspodcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Upshift. Our on-demand staffing platform allows businesses to hire high-quality hourly workers with peace of mind. Find out more at upshift.org.